Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This begins You Bet Your Life's fourth season and was originally aired October 4th, 1950. So, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is wall. W-A-L-L. Really? You Bet Your Life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. Well, here I am again, all ready to start the new season with $1,000 for one of our couples. Fenneman, who's first to try for it? Well, a couple about to be married, Groucho. They were selected by the studio audience just before we went on the air. Really? They are uh, Corrine Dressler and Elmer Rich. Hmm. People, step right up here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, kids, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And if you say the secret word while we're talking, you will divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. <laughs> a couple about to be married. Um, uh, Corrine Dressler, is that... Uh... That's right. And Elmer, Elmer Rich, eh? Yes, Carter. So you two are about to set sail on a sea of matrimony, eh? Mr. Dressler, where, where are you from? I'm uh, from the Tri-City, Dubuque, Iowa. Is that three cities, Dubuque, Iowa? Well, it's right on the, the boundary of Illinois, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Oh. Well, that's very educational. Huh? <laughs> and Mr. Rich? I'm from where, where are you from? Small corner of South Dakota near Alcester. Oh, you look like Jimmy Roosevelt. <laughs> Only he wears a necktie, yeah? <laughs> uh, how old are you? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. And, and you? Thirty. Thirty. Just think, I'm old enough to be your father. Yeah. <laughs> if you think long enough, I'm old enough to be your grandfather. 
What sort of work do you do, Elm? I'll call you Elm. <laughs> That's a tree I used to know in North Dakota. Huh? I work for the Owens, Illinois Glass Company. Owens, Illinois Glass Company? Uh, where is Owens, Illinois? In Vernon, California. <laughs> Has uh, Rand McNally heard about this? <laughs> I mean, uh, Owens, Illinois. Now, let, let's start all over again. Just where, where is Owens, Illinois? Where isn't any such place as Owens, Illinois? You just said it was in Vernon, California. <laughs> I hope your glass is clearer than your geography. <laughs> what is your job at this plant specifically? Uh, I'm a production uh, recorder. Production recorder? And what, what does that consist of? Well, after the wares put in boxes, it's put on wheel wagons. And I didn't get the first... After the bottles, the wares. The we wares. Call it, we call it ware. Why don't you call it bottles? It's too simple? I guess so. I don't know. But anyway, it's... Have put... you ever inquired? <laughs> why don't you ask the foreman at the plant why they don't call them bottles, since they are bottles? Yeah, I don't know. I never you just stand them. there and giggle at the foreman, huh? <laughs> Tell me you're a sense to get bounced. <laughs> Well, anyway, what is your job? A production recorder. <laughs> now, we passed that point some time ago, huh? Well, the job consists of checking out all bottles that have been packed in boxes that have been sent out of the packing room to be shipped to different customers. And I record all that, which in turn is sent to the accounting office for their records. And then they destroy it, I suppose. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where do you work, Kareem? Where do you work? I work at Owens, Illinois, too. For a town that doesn't exist. <laughs> Owens, Illinois has a bigger population than Vernon, California. <laughs> how, did, how did you meet this chap? Uh, I was working one day, and he used to come around every hour to check the offware. And that's, that's what you thought. Huh? <laughs> well, he didn't pay any attention to me for a long time, and, and uh, I noticed him, but one day he finally noticed me for some reason or other. And, uh, he what asked was me, the reason? <laughs> I don't know. I know, but I won't tell you. <laughs> you know, two can play at that game. Right? <laughs> I can be just as coy as you can. <laughs> well, anyway, you looked him over. He had looked you over. And uh, finally, he came up and asked me for a date. And then after that, he used to stop around every half hour. <laughs> Must have got a lot of work done at that plant. <laughs> And uh, what is your job at the factory? I'm a selector. A selector? Yes. Isn't that strange? I knew you were a selector the moment I saw you. If I met you on the street, I'd say to myself, there's a selector if I ever saw you. <laughs> now then, what is a selector? Well, uh, I check all the, I mean, I pack all the wear in uh, boxes. You call and... it wares too, huh? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I check it for all defects, for... Oh, for cracks and for bullheads. Bullheads? Yes. What do you do? Do you go fishing in this plant? <laughs> was that how you selected Elma? You examined him to see if he was cracked? <laughs> well, let's talk about your future as man and wife. How much do you figure is going to cost the two of you to live for a month, Elma? I don't believe it costs as much as it does now. Elma, how do you figure it'll cost you less to live after you're married? Well, I won't be going out eating dinner every night and <laughs> going to movies and out to races. And... Is this true, Corrine? Aren't you are, you? are you going to cut down on the entertainment? Well, we don't go out to dinner very often, and we don't go to too many movies. Haven't been to the races in a long time. Elma, you're trapped in one of your own bottles. <laughs> Elma, why don't you forget this girl and marry the one you've been spending all your money on? 
Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at $1,000. Before you do, pay close attention to Fenneman, who is speaking for all of us on the show. Well, folks, this is our first program of the fall season. And by our, I mean the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. These dealers are glad to be bringing to you once again Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life. They welcome these weekly opportunities to tell you something about themselves and the way they try to do business. They want you to know they feel that you, as a customer, deserve the very best their service crews can give you. They try to do every servicing job as quickly and as economically as possible. The mechanics who work on your car are skilled in the latest servicing methods and have the finest equipment to work with. They aim to treat you courteously every time you drive in. So find out soon what it means to be really satisfied with the folks who care for your car. Just visit a DeSoto Plymouth dealer tomorrow. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. Panaman, tell them the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that $20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. You see, our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. Well, that's fair enough. Here we go. <laughs> now, let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected National Parks as your category. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Ten. Ten. Ten? In what state is the Grand Canyon National Park? Arizona. Arizona is right. And they're on the way, Doctor. They have $30. All right, you got $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 will you bet on your second question? 20. 20, huh? You don't pay any attention to her at all. <laughs> all right, and what state is Mount Rainier National Park? Uh, Washington. Washington is correct. They're really finding out they have $50. All right, here's your third question. How much of the 50 will you bet? 20. <laughs> You're betting, uh, you're betting $20? Yes. Just ignore them out there. Huh? Here's your third question. You're betting $20. In what state is the Everglades National Park? Hmm? Florida. Florida is right. <laughs> All right, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 70 will you bet? All right, 10 $10. In what state is Carlsbad Cavern National Park? Oh, New Mexico. New Mexico is correct. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, don't go too far away. You may get a chance at the big question. Our next couple doesn't know that the secret word is wall. Uh, perhaps they'll say it while they're talking to you. Okay, fellas? Perhaps. Bring them in. We invited some women to the show tonight who operate self-service laundries. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Pauline Jenks. Her partner is a married man from the audience, Mr. Huntley Chapin. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your bet your life. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. A self-service laundry operator and a married man. Mr. Chapin, how long have you been a self-service laundry operator? I'm a married man. I wondered he had such a clean shirt on. That's what fools me. <laughs> Where are you from, a married man? Buffalo, New York. Buffalo? Mm-hmm. Now, Mrs. Uh, Pauline Jenks, you must be the laundry operator. Now, come clean. Where are you from? Well, I'm from Glendale. Glendale, mm-hmm. huh? And Mr. Chapin, what are you doing in California? I'm living here. 
Well, now that I get a good look at you, I imagine you are. <laughs> I mean, what kind of work do you do? Well, I'm in rather an unusual occupation, I believe. In the fly trapping business. <laughs> what, what, is a, what is a fly trap? A fly trap catches flies. That's certainly a logical answer. It doesn't clear up anything for me, but it's logical anyway. How do you mean a fly trap catches flies? Can't you catch them with your hand? Need a machine for that? That'd keep you too busy, I believe. Well, I have nothing to do all week, you know. <laughs> now, do you ever do your washing in a self-service laundry, Mr. Chapin? No, I don't. Where do you do your washing? I don't do it. You don't wash? No. Well, I suppose it's all the way you're brought up. <laughs> well, that, does your wife ever patronize a self-service laundry? Yes, she does. She does, huh? Mm-hmm. Now, Miss Jenks, tell us something about your washing emporium. What is the self-service laundry? Well, a self-service laundry is where a... It's a cafeteria for underwear? It's <laughs> <laughs> where a housewife brings her a weekly wash. Mm-hmm. I see. Now, as a self-service laundry operator, has anything unusual ever happened to you? Well, uh, not particularly in connection with the laundry business that I can think of right now. I can remember uh, one time about 15 years ago when I was in Laguna Beach, something unusual happened. Well, we won't uh, tell anybody. <laughs> I was out swimming with a girlfriend, and we used to swim a long ways out from shore, and we used to swim all on natural. Because we could get a lot more speed. You mean on the half shell? (laughs) (laughs) And while we were swimming one day, um, we had a surfboard with us, and one would hold the suits while the other practiced swimming, and we'd take turns. And I happened to look towards shore, and I saw the lifeguards setting out in their boat. So I got How many lifeguards were there coming out? (laughs) Three. (laughs) Three and only two girls? (laughs) Well, that's Laguna for you. (laughs) At Santa Monica, that'd have been seven. So anyway, well, there you are, naked in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Right. <laughs> uh, well, that I... was the year I had to go to the mountain. <laughs> That's been the history of my life. I've always made the wrong move. Well, so? well they, they rode around a couple times, and they left, and I finally had to laugh about it, too, although I wasn't laughing at the time. Well, let's get back to the cleaning business. Now, suppose I slink into your bathhouse with my moldy laundry. Uh, what's, what's the first thing that happens? Well, you uh, put your laundry in the machines, and then we give you a ticket. I'm only going 20 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I throw my laundry in your machine, the first thing that would happen is the machine would throw it right back. <laughs> when do I put it in the soap? Oh. Well, you don't put in the soap. We put in the soap uh, for you because... Uh, oh, thank you. I'll put in my own soap. <laughs> you might put in too much and get the machine frothing. The machine starts frothing? <laughs> what do you do? Do you shoot it before it bites somebody? No, we turn it off in that case. All right. Now my socks are happily splashing in your machine. Now what do I do? Do I have to rinse them out? Oh, no. Our machine does everything. Mm-hmm. When machines start doing everything, that's when I start selling my Liberty Bond. <laughs> well, now that I know all about self-service laundry, let's see how well you two make out in the battle for the $1,000. Uh, you got to run your $20 into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much the first couple won, but Fenneman is off stage to remind our listeners. The young couple about to be married won $80. 
Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected friends and companions as your category. Fenneman, be here on time in the future, will you? <laughs> well, you can turn on your uniform. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Ten. Ten dollars. What was the name of Robinson Crusoe's companion? Friday. Friday is right. And they're on the way. They have $20, Joshua. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, you have $30. How much of the 30 will you risk? Thirty. Thirty. What was the name of John Alden's friend? Miles Standish. Uh, I was going to say they have $60. They have $60. All right, here's your third question. How much of the 60? Thirty. Thirty dollars. All right. What was the name of Tom Sawyer's friend? Finn. Huckleberry Finn is right. All right, you got $90, and here's your last chance to beat the other couples. Now, how much will you bet? Oh, let's bet it all, shall we? <laughs> Make it easy. You, you're going to be clean anyhow in the laundromat. You might as well be clean anyway. <laughs> Little John of Sherwood Forest was a friend and follower of what leader? Robin Hood. Robin Hood is all right. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, we'll soon know who gets the chance at the $1,000 question. Fenneman, come in here and tell us who's ahead so far. Will you? The couple that was just up here, the lady that runs the uh, automatic laundry, and the married man from the audience are ahead with their $180. I see. Uh, secret word is still wall. Still wall, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, we went searching through the audience tonight for some people with unusual occupations. And just before we went on the air, we selected Mary Mitchell, and her partner is Mr. William Peeler. Folks, come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, kids. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. <laughs> and uh, if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Uh, Mary Mitchell, is that right? Correct. Mary Mitchell. Right? And uh, William Peeler. Mrs. Mitchell, where, where are you from? Liberal, Missouri. Liberal, Missouri? That's right. What is the population of that town? 800. 800. Before yeah. I left. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that why you left, Mrs. Mitchell? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, you may before the evening is over. <laughs> now, uh, Mr. Peeler, where, where are you from? I'm from Iowa. Now, you were chosen tonight because of your unusual occupations. Uh, Mrs. Mitchell, what is your occupation? Uh, rest, I am associated with the Cat Care Club. A cat care club? Cat care club. Well, what is a cat care club? Well, we rescue cats and find homes for them. Do you give cats to anybody who asks for one? For example, could I have a cat? Well, you would have to qualify. You'd have to be investigated. I can't even get a skunk to live in my house. What do you mean? I've been investigated. How many cats do you have at the present time? Oh, about 150. Well, where do you get your cats? Oh, people phone from all over the country, all over the county, and even other counties. Just before I came down here, a woman called me and wanted me to take care of 35 cats. She started out with one cat a uh, short time ago, and now she has 30 cats. She's uh, 35. She says she sees her mistake. <laughs> but it's too late, so I must take the cats. Mrs. Mitchell, uh, biologically, that's not possible. You can't start off with one cat and then have 30 cats. Well, 
she did you take him. You have to start him. off with two cats. Well, in Not fact, much I know about cats. I, I know. She t- uh, two stray cats came in uh, after she took the one cat. So she really started with three cats. Oh. Well, that's more like it, anyway. <laughs> now, what is your unusual occupation, Mr. Peeler? Well, I am a wood carver. I take a solid block of wood like this, and in five minutes and 23 seconds, I have a pair of pliers that'll open and shut like that. Are these pliers? I thought no. those were bow legs. And, well, they look like bow legs, but yeah. they're really a little pair of like pliers. Mm-hmm. They're pliers, eh? Yes. You see, I... Well, that's very clever. ...made my glasses out of wood, and uh, my watch chain, that's made out of one solid block of wood, and it isn't put together, and you can't take it apart. Is this for me? Yes, that's for you. You oh, may you keep that for a souvenir. <laughs> I sell those for souvenirs. Oh, I think you see. sell them. Oh, well, yes. here, you better take it back. <laughs> I don't want to get involved in any finance with you. Huh? All right. Now, where do, where do you do this whittling? Well, uh, in store windows and before Kiwanis clubs and Rotary clubs and Boy Scout groups, mostly. Is that pretty good money in your business? Is it true you're always in the chips? Well, uh, I manage to... Uh, I make these uh, pliers. I sell them for a dollar a piece. Oh, let's see that. I've never seen one of those. And, well, that's very interesting. Is this for me? And, uh, yes, if you want it. Oh, you shouldn't sure. have. Uh, I make it enough for the whole... All the brothers here tonight, huh? <laughs> I'll have his watch before he leaves here. Huh? <laughs> you say people pay a buck a piece for those wooden pliers? Why? Well, uh, you see, I throw in a $50 bill with each pair that I sell. Well, that's free. a pretty good come on, huh? I can see you have a very good head for business, Mr. Peeler. Have you had it examined lately? <laughs> now, tell me, Blockbuster, that's, that's because you're a woodcarver. Tell me, uh, how do you make money giving away $50 bills? Well, you see, I print my own money. That's uh, why I can do it. Well, that explains it, huh? I'm relieved to know that you're not doing anything dishonest, Mr. Peeler. <laughs> now, as one counterfeiter to another, uh, why do you do it? Well, because, you see, we got a lot of colors in the rainbow, and we got a lot of different kinds of money, and all of the money we've ever had has always been green on the back. Well, one year, I want to print the $100 bills red, and the $50 bills blue, and the $20 bills brown, and then I want to come out over the microphone and say, all of you people that got a $100 bill that's red on the back, dated 1950, I'm going to call it in three weeks from tomorrow at a discount. Now, you go home and get that $50 bill or that $100 bill out from under the rug, and you go down, you buy that suit of clothes you've been looking at for the last six months, but you were too stingy to buy the suit of clothes because you thought more of the money than you did to the clothes. But if you hang on to the money, you're going to have to have, uh, pay a discount. So when you buy the suit of clothes, and the factory opens up and hires another guy, and we've got more prosperity than we got now, and that's why I intend to eliminate all unemployment and all poverty in the state of California by just changing the money a little bit, making it different colors, and putting a date on it, and calling it in every once in a while. I used to think I talked a lot, huh? <laughs> now, Mr. Peeler, have you always been a whittler? No. No, I... Uh have been in the real estate business, and uh, then I ran for Congress in 1935 did, over huh? in the Valley. Yes. What happened when you ran for Congress? Well, uh, out of 150,000 votes, I only lacked 952, getting enough to go down to Congress, because you see, I didn't have quite enough money. My major opponent, uh, he spent $25,000, and I only had 10. But with that 10, I bought a little automobile and put loudspeaker horns on it, and and had a microphone in front of the wheel, and I'd go down the street, and I'd say, uh, Peeler, for the people. 
Peeler peels the peeling from the pension problem. He puts the plan plainly and paints pretty pictures of its possibilities. Please put this paper on uh, your piano, and if you like him, put him in Congress. Plan to hear him tonight at the high school. Everybody come out. I'm surprised you got any vote. Well, you've been an interesting couple, and we're happy to have you here. Now, we're going to play You Bet Your Life. You beat our other two couples, and you get a chance at the $1,000. That's the DeSoto-Plymouth question. That's the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much the other couples won, but Fenneman's all going to remind our listeners. The woman from the self-service laundry and the married man are ahead with $180. (laughs) Here we go. Let's see how high you can build you $20. You selected Famous Rivers as your category. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Half. F, is that all right I with you, Mr. Peeler? Yes. What is the name of the river boundary between Texas and Mexico? Uh, the river boundary between uh, Texas... What is the river between Texas and Mexico? Oh, uh, yes, I know what that river is. Uh, well, uh, I don't know, Texas, and I wish you'd tell me. Huh? Between Texas and Mexico? Yeah, the Rio Grande. Rio Grande is right, huh? And we're on the way, Glock. That's $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $30 are you going to try? Half. Half? Is that all right with you, Mr. Peeler? Well, I guess so. All right. What is the name of the South American river with the largest volume of water in the world? Well, Amazon. The Amazon is right. We're on the way now. They have $45. Here's your third question. How much of the 45 will you try? What do you say? Oh, we can spare 20, I guess. 20 it is. $20. What is the name of the river that cuts through the Grand Canyon? Colorado. The Colorado is right. And now they have $65. $65 is your last chance to beat the other couples. Now, how much of the 65 Let's shoot half of it anyway. You want to shoot all of it? What he says, we'll do I'd like to come out with a $5 bill anyway. What do you care? You're going to print your own money anyhow. Right? Well, mine ain't any good money, you see. I can't spend mine yet. All right, kids, come on. we got another show next day. So $20. What are you going to do? How much? $20. $20. Here's your last... All right, here we go. London Bridge crosses what English river? Oh, you know that. Now, don't get your own bridge uh, mis- mixed up in this, huh? The Thames is right, huh? And they wind up with a grand total of $85. And that means the laundry lady and the married man with $180 get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Friends, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer handles two really great cars. The magnificent DeSoto and the beautiful Plymouth. DeSoto, with its graceful sweeping lines, is really a new concept in driving comfort. You'll thrill to DeSoto's featherlight steering. You'll enjoy DeSoto's new chair-high seats. And you'll be amazed at the huge rear window that greatly increases visibility. Yes, and there's even more to discover about the new DeSoto. It's an economical car to operate. No car in America has bigger brakes. It brings you a waterproof ignition. And, of course, DeSoto lets you drive without shifting. So drive a DeSoto before you decide. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. No matter where you are or where you drive, look for those two great names linked together, DeSoto, Plymouth. Well, 
here we are, the gal from the laundry and uh, the fly trap, eh? All right, here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully and please no help in the audience. Here it is. Ready? What is the name of the city that has been the capital of Korea for more than 2,000 years? What is the answer you two have decided upon? Sewell. Sewell is right. Yeah. Well, you had the right answer, so you won $1,000. What are you going to do with all that money? I can like... You're going to buy a bathing suit and go back in that raft, <laughs> huh? Oh, well, I think I'll kind of spread it around. I think... Well, spread some around me, will you? <laughs> if you can share it and I can think of a few people that kind of need some. Well, that's, that's a good way to spend the money. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, you win $1,000 and how much? Uh... $180 in the quiz. That's $1,180. You really cleaned up tonight. Congratulations. No. From the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast, you bet your life. You bet your life. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a tip from the National Safety Council about good highway habits. If your policy on the road is courtesy, you are always the beneficiary. You Bet Your Life is produced by John Goodell. Transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Boy, that woodcarver really could talk. Almost ran circles around Groucho. The fourth season of You Bet Your Life moved from CBS Radio over to not only NBC Radio, but simultaneously broadcasted on NBC TV as well. It would remain on NBC Radio until June 10th, 1960 and would remain on NBC television for one additional season. 
I want to take a moment just to remind you that coming up on Wednesday, October 30th, it's our second annual War of the Worlds event, where we will be playing the classic drama live this year on Facebook. It all begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. And speaking of Vintage Club members, this weekend, it's a gripping dramatization of a true story of a 19th century expedition to the North Pole and its terrible fate. It's from the Mercury Theater on the air, and it's called Hell on Ice. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For I Love Old Time Radio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.